a house civis broadcasting. Hello. Today is the 20th of Ularun, and it is another sad one on this year of 998. My name is Luffy Haskell de Civis, and I would like you to join myself and Silas de Civis in this kind of special broadcasting of a Chronicle of Echoes. You see, as <laughs> I'm sure all of you know, four years ago, the Kingdom of Sire was destroyed over the course of a single day, and it's sad, and it's horrible, and many people are suffering right now throughout Corvair. And I want to say to any Sirens or anyone who lost people on the day of mourning and the days after, because let's be honest, it wasn't just the one day of mourning. It was weeks of mourning, months of mourning. It's been years of mourning. And I want to say to anyone who might find this broadcasting too hard that just listen for a little while. We're going to start off with some more positive things. And we're going to try and keep everything lighthearted, but talking about Sire is still very difficult for many people. And it's okay if you decide to leave wherever you're listening to this broadcasting. So those of you who are staying, I hope you sit a while as we talk about some interesting adventure stories. And then we're going to focus more on what Kiri is now. And what that means for Kirins across Corvair, both with New Siri and the Mornland. So I hope you'll listen in to a Chronicle of Echoes. Welcome back. We've been asking our adventurer listeners to write in with their stories for some time, and we've gotten quite a, an overwhelming response. So we're going to take the time today, read those stories, and remind people that there are heroes out there in the world doing their best each and every day. Luffy, would you like to read the first, or do you want me to read the first? Uh, I'll go ahead. All right. Well, after you. So we are going to start with the tale of Z Firefists. Z writes, Hello, I want to write my tale in real time. But before I actually begin, let me tell you about myself. Unlike other Warforged, I was actually made to be a caregiver to an old adventurer of some renown. I won't be giving his name because I don't wish to, to be known because of my old master. He has recently passed away. I'm sorry for your loss, and I have inherited two magic weapons from him. Magical knuckle dusters that can add flame to my punches. I found it clever to call them fire dusters. <laughs> That's pretty clever. After some time with these weapons, I found myself gaining some magical ability. I can cast mage armor and disguise self with ease now. And despite my doll-like appearance and lack of strength, I feel unnaturally strong when I wield the weapons. It's as if I made a pact or something. 
So be really careful with pacts, though. I'm sorry I'm jumping in. I just need to make sure that, like, you're not accidentally giving away your soul to, like, a demon or something. That's not good. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I've never known anyone to gain magical ability from punching things. I decided that since I inherited these weapons from an adventurer, the best way to honor his memory and make use of the fire dusters is to adventure myself. I am really excited to see what Z has come up with. Well, uh, th- that'll be something to look forward to. Is that, is that the end of his letter? Uh, yeah, that's it for this letter, at least. Well, uh, that is exciting. I can't wait to hear his time as an adventurer. Z, we hope that you will continue to write in and let us know all about the things that you've achieved as a hero. So, uh, let's uh, go on to the next one, shall we? Dear Alufi and Silas, and of course Meeps and Kevin if they are present. Uh, Kevin is not present. We try and keep him. I like to think of it as the basement. Uh, it's it's downstairs in the tavern, and uh, we, we don't let him up, and that's absolutely all right by me. In fact, if we could keep him out of here entirely, I have been leaving letters frequently to Meeps to keep Kevin out, but somehow he keeps getting in, and I just wish he wouldn't. My my apologies. Uh, Back to the letter. It's me, Glim Knackle Morfran. I've sent you a no mail before. Not sure if you remember. Do we remember Glim Knackle Morfran? Yeah, last week. Oh, of course. I... You asked recently for the adventurer stories. I myself have not been on any yet, as I am still a student in Kornberg. But I have some friends who told me quite an exciting story. So here goes nothing. My friends are a shifter, a half-orc, and a Korovar. Somehow, they were all sent to this island in the Lazahar Principalities, called Last Maw. Their task was to look for some adventurers that went missing who found a piece of the draconic prophecy. So they went to the prince of the island, a vampire lady called Edelin Van Tukorin, who wasn't too friendly, but let them search the island. Uh, I, I'm not a part of this adventure, and I'm hoping that everything turns out well, uh, but no, do not go to Vampire Island. I'm going to immediately recommend that they leave uh, and I, I again, I hope that they 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 quickly escaped. But but let, let's continue. Oh, I'd almost forgot they had some trouble earlier with the right hand man of a prince, a changeling pirate called Nobody. At this part of the story, I got really confused because of the strange name. Yeah, Nobody is not really a helpful name when telling a story. It gets too confusing to say that nobody did this, nobody did that. Uh, I've heard, I've, I, I can agree with the confusion there. The next day, they discovered a hidden passage, and behind that, a tunnel to a cave where a little vampire girl waited. Turns out that Edelin had kept her hidden and taxed the people of their blood to feed her and her little girl. Yeah, no, I'm getting leave immediately. Vampire children are absolutely the worst. After a really stressful game of hide-and-seek, my friends were discovered by the prince and brought back to her house, probably to get thrown into the dungeon. But as they got there, the ground started to rumble, and a figure emerged. It was the prince. Again, at this point, I was really confused because the prince was with them. I was about to say that I was confused by that as well. I thought I had misread that they had met with the prince, but that the prince came up out of the ground. 
Apparently, there were two identical vampires now, but the new one was malnourished and dirty and started to attack the party, the other prince, and the town folk. My friends ran for their life. By the way, they had found the adventurers dead in the little vampire's lair, plus the prophecy, so they actually found a piece of the prophecy. That, that's... I would love uh, to discuss that more, Glim, if, if you have details on what exactly the piece of the prophecy was, but let, let, me, let me continue. Uh, while running, the one prince that was with them started to transform. It was the changeling the whole time. Apparently, he threatened the original Edelin Van Torikin to tell everyone about the little girl and the vampire prince had been in the dungeon. They were talking to nobody the whole time. Very frightening story about changelings, just saying. They got off the island, but sadly, the shifter was deathly injured. They got her to a healing station where they could be raised from the dead. And that is the story of how my friend got into debt. Thank you. Sincerely, Grim Knackle Morfran. There was a there was a lot going on in that story. Uh, I, I've got questions galore. Th there was a lot there uh, to to take in, and the prophecy was a piece of an actual thing. And I'd like to discuss that. And then, of course, the the vampire lady and the children. All of that should be. Hopefully, they were dispatched. I, I would I would assume positively. Alufi, thoughts. So, let me just say that don't go headfirst into vampire lairs. Even if you know that it's a vampire lair, or if you don't know it's a vampire lair, just don't do it. It's not good for your constitution. It's not good for your health. You're going to get sucked dry. Leave that to people like the Silver Flame. Unless you are the Silver Flame, in which case I'm sorry for your loss. I would have uh, immediately, upon arriving on the island and finding out that uh, the prince of the island was a vampire lady, I would have I would have walked away and said, unfortunately, those adventurers are dead. I would just assume. So I'm going to take this moment to help people understand how they can engage with House Civis Broadcasting Guild. So for those of you who don't know... We do have that lovely little subscribe and you can speak to our subscribe and you will get updates as to what we're doing up here in the guild and all of that wonderful stuff. Of course, you can always write a comment on those adorable little comment pads and you can read about all of the stuff we're doing in the description pads as well. Uh, the little description -y guy. Down, down, down there at the, the bottom. The yes. Why do you keep calling it that? I thought that's what we decided its name no, was. No, the doobly do is the thing at the. I'm All not right, gonna have this on. Let's continue. Okay, you can also send us mail at house civis echoer station at gmail.com. The G is for gnome. But we also have a messaging station post office box now and you can find that address on our messaging board at civiseckorstation.com and then of course we do have our house kunderak oh we, we don't need to do any of the patreon or or sponsorship today management's not in so let's enjoy it then uh enjoy this lovely music before we delve into a few darker topics Hey, how 
Ralph's Civis Broadcasting. Thank you for hanging in there, everybody. Now, this is where things are going to slow down a little bit. We're going to try and keep them upbeat and happy and bright and hopeful for the future. But these are difficult topics, like I said before. So Silas, the theme of today is not what Siri used to be, but what Kyer is today. So let's talk about New Sire. Yes, let's discuss it. Now, um, I should hope that everybody here in Sharn knows what New New Kyer is. Uh, it is a former refugee camp in just smack dab middle of Brayland. Well, it's kind of more to the western part, but it was a place for a lot of Kyrian refugees to go and and find solace. And it's where uh, Prince Orgiv has has kind of built his court. And it's just grown from there. It's now its own bustling economy. It is. And it has come about because of goodwill and donations from other nations. But there is troubling news on the horizon, I think. I feel like that is the theme of what, what, what Kirins are really going through. Because they... I mean, they don't have a home anymore, and they're trying to make this home. But then you have publications like The Voice of Brayland saying things like, Prince Orgev is going to secede from Brayland and try and take over the entire western portion of Brayland, which is entirely incorrect. I also have the issue with the current push by many people to limit the amount of refugees coming in. They don't have a home to return to, and I think that putting limits on that is really going to cause a lot of issue. If every nation puts a limit on how many, then what happens to those that don't meet those limits? I think that's not the way to look at it, Silas. I think the way to look at it is, since the last war, we are separate nations, and we are so isolationist. Nobody wants to help anybody else. Nobody wants to do anything like that. Halfway through the last war, some of the the shorter-lived folk and and some of the the longer-lived folk even have have decided that the dream of Galifar is is just that, that it's a dream. And you know what? Maybe that's true. We'll never have a kingdom of Galifar again. But that doesn't mean that we can turn a blind eye to those who used to be our sisters and our brothers. Especially not Sire. They were our ally during the last war. We fought alongside them initially during the split, and I can't imagine that we're not there to back them now. It seems disingenuous on our part that we supported them and now we are willing to walk away. And there is this this anti-Siren mindset that, oh, well, they appropriated our cultures. Yes, but don't blame the Sirens for that. Blame Galifar. He's the one who built the kingdom to be that way. He's the one who decided that instead of Sire being like the rest of the five nations, 
Siri was going to be this amalgamation of the other four, not a shred, barely, of Metrolian culture left in it. And that's Galifar's fault. Instead of standing apart from the people of Kiri, I think that we should stand with them, you know? If you're not a big fan of Thrain, I can understand why. If you were not a huge fan of Karnath, I understand again. I was there during the last war. I spent time on the battlefields, not fighting, but I was there. And I can understand the animosity. Sire isn't undare. We, we don't need to hate Sire. Let's kind of move on for a moment and talk about what New Sire hopes to be. According to Prince Orgev, New Sire is just the start. It's, it's the place where he can begin to build Kiri once more. It's the place where, where his country can, can begin again. And that is such a noble thing. He's just trying his best. And yes, he, he is looking for a parcel of land that his people can call home again. But maybe instead of squabbling over how to prevent the next morning or how to do the next morning, maybe we should try and figure out how to reverse the current morning. Give these people their home again. Wouldn't that create alliances so strong? Wouldn't that create the dream of a united Galifar once more? Isn't that just the most ethical thing to do? Maybe it's just because I've grown up here in Shard, but I feel that there is always space for one more person. House Galanda has a saying is that there's always a seat at the table, meaning that you are always welcome there. So we're going to have our guest on, but before that, we do have a musician in the next room over who's going to sing a song called Siri Once Again. Please enjoy. I'll join the band in Siri once again. We'll play tag up and sway till evening's end. And when the band hits the chorus, the whole world's dancing for us. I'll join the band in Siri once again. I'll smell the pines in Siri. The blood is drawn, the night 
They say the bar's about to close, but I'm home. And as we play our last tag I'm home. And so you see, I cannot go. Welcome back. We have with us in the booth today a very special guest. He's written in to us several times, and we were able to feature one of his letters in one of our Ask Aloofies. Uh, thank you for being here, Thresher Kane. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. We are delighted to have you. Now, after you wrote us that first letter where you discussed what you found on a monster in the moorland, we tried to reach out to you, but we couldn't get to you in time. It seems like you were on the run at that time. And then when you finally came back in, it was difficult as well because we were going through a transition here. Uh, a lot of with, stuff happened, yeah. Uh, management. And so we want to thank you for finally making the time today to come in. Well, I tell you what, it's a pleasure to be here. Like I said, I uh, I think you guys are doing something pretty special. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. It's happy to wait. What you do is uniquely special as well uh, i can't imagine taking the time to just spuriously go right into the mornland following reports of uh colossi why don't why don't we go through that whole thing you you wrote into us saying that you thought there might be a warforged colossi well i didn't know what it was at the time i just had the reports uh a hundred feet tall blocking out the stars as it walked and i knew i knew it wouldn't look good for the forged in Sharn. Uh, I'd been putting the pieces of this one together for months, and it finally became clear that there was going to be nobody else to deal with it. I got on an overnight lightning rail to Vatherond. It's a 60-hour trip, and I found somebody crazy enough to fly us over the southern tip of the glowing chasm. And we started from there, and uh, it took us a while, longer than it should have. But we found it. And you were right. It is uh it it was a Colossus. I don't know if you know this. There's the there's the Warforged that you and I know, roughly our size. There's such a thing as a Warforged Titan. This thing is on a magnitude all its own. It was like watching a tower getting up and walking. You felt it before you heard it. You heard it before you saw it, and it sounded like screaming. We climbed our way from the foot to the cockpit. It had a whole world inside of it, some kind of creation forge left over from the war, and we had to shut it down. But I'll tell you the scariest thing about it was the number in the cockpit, WX-11. 
there's uh, there's as many as ten more of those. That is extremely disconcerting. That's like really scary, though. I would imagine, based on everything I know about the houses and their numerology, there's probably twelve, if not more. So I, because they they love to do the twelve, yeah, thirteen. No, the 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 twelve. I guess technically, yeah, the thirteen. I could I could see that. Okay, that's entirely too many. I I (laughs) agree. If one of them can get up and move around, who's to say all the rest of them aren't inert? I mean, that one so, was missing an arm. It was in bad shape. And even so, it took everything we had to bring it down. Once we thought it was over, it wasn't. It had one more trick up its non-existent sleeve. Well, I'm glad that you're still safe. Me too. I, I, I tell you, you if you're going to take a trip like this, and please don't, but if you're going to, Get some good people behind you. So what was what was what was the Mornland like? Like like everybody says that it's like really big and scary and like did you go through the mists? Were there really faces? Were there really like actual faces on it? We uh, Luffy, if you would just bring it down just a little. This level of excitement is understandable. We are talking with someone who has been there. But I wasn't there for long. We tried our best to make it as short as we could. I saw most of the Mornland from the air. And then once we dealt with that Colossus, once it wasn't walking around no more, we took uh, we took a Titan from the inside and walked that all the way back to Vatheront. I, I got to tell you, it's a lot easier seeing the Mornlands from 10 feet in the air than it is boots on the ground. We just tried to keep moving. I think the thing I'll remember all my days was how quiet it was. Like there wasn't any wind moving or like, or like. I mean, that was it. There's, in Sharn, it's never dark and it's never quiet. Somebody's always moving something, yelling at somebody. Uh, even where I'm from, back in the Eldine Reaches, you could always hear something. The grass moving in the breeze, the birds in the trees, but nothing. What else did you find there? There has to be other things. What about people, creatures, and nothing? Well, I mean, there's pieces of the morning floating around. Best you can do is keep your head down, hope they don't notice you. Fireballs rolling around like tumbleweeds. There was one man that we passed on our way back three nights in. He, uh, he's talking to himself. Just bits and pieces of things I didn't even understand. And every so often, the thing he said would just appear out of nowhere, flesh and blood made from words. The fact that there's that much loose power that you can just, I i was all for bringing him home, but uh, my Kalashtar friend gave us, uh, gave us a different option, said he was better off where he was. You best be careful if you're in the Mornlands, because that thing you said, it might be a monster now. Uh, that is unreal. I, I can't. I guess you could say that words have power. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, she ain't wrong. That may be the case, but we're we're trying to be respectful here. I'm just trying to keep things light. I understand keeping things light. I just, we we need to make sure that we we don't get letters. That's the important thing is that we don't get a bunch of letters about, uh, you know, morning jokes the week before the morning. I mean, look at it this way. You can keep looking back. You can, you can let it hang off you. Or you can keep moving forward. I mean, a lot of people did a lot of things they regret, and I'm sure they've got atoning to do. But it's a whole new world out there. There was a kind of beauty to it. Uh, 
a, a kind of a kind of openness, like big sky, like you felt like you could see to the end of the world. And I don't know, maybe it's just me being sentimental, but I think I think if more people could see that, could see themselves on an endless span of nothing, feel how small they are, maybe we'd all have a better time of it. Maybe if we didn't think we were all so big, we'd get along better. That's what the Mornland taught me anyway. It taught me a lot about monsters too. I mean, this whole thing got me thinking that Colossus was just a leftover from the last war, just an empty head following orders, even though the people who gave him were all dead. So, I mean, you tell me, Silas, who's the real monster here? You know, when I got back, I started writing a couple columns for the, for the Inquisitive. I wanted to call it Making a Monster. Uh, it'd, it'd be a thing, you know, where I could find out as much as I can about the monsters in this world and the things and the people that we call monstrous. Because if I'm right, and I think I am, they tell us just as much about ourselves as they do about the things we fear. I don't know. The Inquisitive wouldn't take it. At least not yet. You guys think there's a future in broadcasting? I, mean, I can't I... say specifically, but I, I'm sure we could work with something to make sure that the Inquisitive was accepting of the uh, the making a monster, you said? <laughs> you can pull strings at the paper, my man. You'd be my friend forever. Well, absolutely. I also think that we should definitely have you on again. I mean, a, a monster-based <laughs> segment? That sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. I tend to find myself caught up in with the monsters of this world for reasons you might expect, but, uh, I don't have to bring them in <laughs> point of fact, the way I'd prefer it is if I didn't, I think they all have a story to be told. And I think somebody needs to go find out and tell it. I mean, there's no reason to haul them out of where they come from and put them on the, uh, the echoers. I think that this might actually be a really great uh, way for us to try a new bit of magic. We've partnered with House Vyarlin. Uh, as everybody knows, they have their crystal theaters. So uh, are you suggesting that we use Thresher Kane for that? Entirely. Because then yeah. he doesn't have to travel back and forth between Sharn and wherever he's with those monsters. I, I would agree that, that we should have someone who is specifically not related to House Civis involved in that, giving us a different voice and a different opportunity to hear. And the Shifter Gentleman seems like the perfect opportunity for that. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, it would make things a lot easier on me <laughs> travel-wise. Uh, and I, I do pride myself on being a freelancer. So uh, how it would work is when you go into the field, uh, we've got this little scrying orb, and then we've got a matching one here in the booth. We would be able to hear and see you, but you wouldn't be able to hear and see us. So let me get this straight. You can take all this stuff and hook it up to this one little doodad, and I can walk wherever I need to with it? Yeah. The only problem is you're going to have to have a representative from House Fiarlin with you to help you do the broadcasting itself. You can make arrangements for that, right? I don't have a lot of contacts here in the city. Uh, don't worry, we'll have Meeps hire someone for you. There. Now now Thresher can can uh essentially come on whenever with with news about monsters or places or things and stuff. So I just lean into it right like this? No, uh please please don't no, no, no. lean back. Yep. Wouldn't it, it, no, wouldn't it work better if I'm closer it, it to does it? Not, it does no. not. It, it works it's, fine. Uh, it, look at how small we are and how far away we are. You do not need to be that close. <laughs> if, if I put no. it over here. No, it's okay where it was before. So there's, 
there's an optimum distance here from the from the face to the doodad. You know yeah. what? Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have Meeps uh, do some training on that as well. Yeah, he, he'll, yeah, uh, we can have Meeps do some training. I gotta get some kind you. of clip for this. This some kind of some kind of lavalier. Like 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 a lapel? Is that what you were trying to say? Like yeah, a like lapel? a lapel. Oh yeah, Luffy, I wouldn't be caught dead in anything with a lapel. I don't know. You might look dashing. You think? Well, that's kind yeah. of interesting. Maybe I can do some of those high society assignments with something like that. I put this little doodad right here on my lapel. People might think it's some kind of fashion statement. And then y'all could see everything I see. Be my eyes on the inside. Oh, this is very appealing. This is a big leap forward for reporters and the science of reporting. Great. So, Thresher, you, you'll be able to come on uh, later. And, of course, all of our listeners should look out for uh, your potential articles in in the uh sean inquisitive right absolutely i will be in touch with them immediately Uh, i have a couple of strings i can pull there man it's weird hearing somebody else say it that's wild this might be a real thing you guys it definitely will be and you know today is it's a rough one with remembrance and with all that the people of New Siri and Sirens across all of Corvair and, and even beyond the, the horrors that they have to live with each and every day, knowing that their home is basically gone, a place where they can't go anymore. I said this the very first time we had on our Siren delegate, and I think that I'm going to say it again because it's something that everyone needs to know that it doesn't matter how dark it is and it doesn't matter how bleak the world looks we're all here to stand beside you and that's what the echoes are they're echoes of hope so thresher i want to thank you for coming on again today and i look forward to reading your words in hopefully the sharn inquisitive and obviously having you on back again to talk about your adventures well thank you kindly miss it is it is a joy and an honor. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard my name come through that little box in the corner. I about fell off my chair. This is uh, this is unreal. It's a it's a great day for me as a reporter. I think it's going to be a great day for Sharn. I'm I'm just I'm just, I'm real pleased. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And I hope everybody has a wonderful Remembrance Day. 